Are you ready to overcome the complexities and burdens that come with your success? Join the team at Centura Wealth Advisory in the Live Life Liberated podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Live Life Liberty with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. Today, Jonathan Freeman and Sean Clark are in studio. Guys, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Very well, thank you. Fantastic. What are you talking about today? I'm so excited to be back with you. I don't know the last time the three of us were on together. I always learn things, as does the audience. What are you guys teaching me today? Well, uh, we got a fun topic. It really is something that's pretty uh, special to us. And obviously, as a wealth advisor, we consider ourselves financial planners. So we're going to talk about financial plans and where they go astray. Uh, so with me today, Sean Clark, who's our director of financial planning, will be speaking directly from experience about some of the challenges he sees in clients who both have plans and those that don't. So that's uh, the topic for the day. And we're going to kind of tell the audience a little bit more about what we do and why it's uh, different. All right. I'm excited. Sean, so most people think about financial plans as something that they put together or someone tells them they got to go do it. It's an important piece of managing their their money. But when you interface with clients, and which you do daily in and out, when what are the, your, the challenges that you see in terms of when they come to you, what they've got, and what are the strains and stresses that are, are kind of deal, they're, they're trying to deal with? I think to answer that question, it really breaks into two camps. There's folks who have gone through a planning process at some point and have a, some measure of a plan in place. And there's another group who has no plan in place. They've either not really gone through the arduous process of laying things out, or maybe they're coming into a life event like retirement, and this is the first time they're looking at it constructively. So I think those are the two groups that come, and each one presents its own opportunities and challenges. I think there's a different path for each of them. But at Centura, we utilize a five-step process that we can help evaluate what's going on. So whether you have a plan or not, it's important to start with where are things and where are they going to go? And at that point, we could talk about some examples, but plan maintenance is really akin to changing the oil on your car regularly over time. And so what we find is that a lot of folks who actually set up a plan, let's take that group who has a plan in place, they might set it up and everything might look good and they might be coasting along and seemingly everything is fine. They may not even know that what they're missing out on until something happens like their portfolios locked up in positions and they've got to figure out how to get out of the taxes or something like that. And at that point, we often find ourselves in the middle of a situation where a plan hasn't really been maintained well over time and it presents a new set of problems that we then have to go back to the drawing board for. So so when you, I mean, financial plan can mean so many different things to different people. If, if I was a client of the firm, what would, what would that plan look like? Sure. So I think it's very different. Um, if you look at the industry. So if you look at some firms, um, especially bigger firms, they may specialize in certain areas of planning, like laying out a cash flow plan or asset allocation plan or something like that. Oftentimes those, those advisors will refer out tax situations to a CPA or refer out estate planning things to an attorney. And there's often a lack of professional coordination. So one of the things here at Centura that we have a unique stance on is we're an RIA, so we have a fiduciary duty to work with the clients and find the best solutions possible. And so one of the things that happens is 
we look at the comprehensive situation of taxes and wealth transfer taxes, income taxes, their portfolio, their cash flow, kind of the full lay of the land in a way that most clients who we work with describe as they've never experienced. They've never seen it comprehensively laid out that way or organized in that fashion. And nobody's ever really thought about, hey, if I do this in the portfolio, what happens on my income tax side and how might that affect my wealth transfer plans or something to that effect. So. Right. The experience here at Centura is very comprehensive, very analytical, and at the same time, qualitative. We want to get to know our clients and what's important to them, what their goals are, what their needs are. Of course, we'll impart our own views on that, but it's a really customized white glove experience, and I think it's unique in the financial planning world because of the tax focus that we have. So do you have a name for it? I mean, if someone were to come to you and say, I want one of those, what, 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 what would they be asking for? Sure. So we have a, um, as I mentioned earlier, a five-step process. And that process is called the Liberated Wealth Process. It's on our website. But it leads from everything from discovery through to maintenance. And here at Centura, we call the maintenance phase stewardship. And so stewardship is really the around-the-clock hand-holding for the clients and the assets and the estate and the all the different pieces that go into these wealth burdens. And so our wealth management offering is what this is called. Okay. At Centura, we have two distinct service lines. There is investment management, which is buying and selling investments and building model portfolios and providing access to alternatives and things of that nature. And then there's planning, which really focuses on taxes and cash flow and the integration of what we call balance sheet optimization or how those things fit together. That planning piece and the investment, manage pe investment management piece together is what we describe as wealth management. And that wealth management offering is an annual uh, service that we provide our wealth management clients. Got it. Now you keep saying maintenance, and as soon as you say maintenance, I think of going to the dentist or having my air conditioning unit dealt with on a routine basis. But sure. having had a couple of breakdowns in my life, I know maintenance is important. It's that pain, and I certainly hate maintaining stuff, and I like to outsource it. But, you know, when you think talk maintenance and you say that and people are like, well, what does that really mean? Can you give me an example of where maintenance goes awry when it does when things don't get maintained? What happens? Sure. So um, just for our listeners, I'll give a personal story here, actually, on maintenance and then I'll come back to the professional side of things. But my very first car was a used 1991 Ford Explorer, and um, I had worked hard to get this car and Loved it, drove it into the ground, drove it everywhere. And in any case, I never knew that you really had to change the oil. So after a couple of years of driving this thing and not changing the oil, I pulled into the gym parking lot uh, and there was smoke coming out from the engine. Turned out it was on fire. <laughs> I had to run in, get the fire extinguisher from the gym, put it out. <laughs> Fortunately, they lent you a fire extinguisher. It was on the wall. I had to rip it off. They didn't know where it was. It, it was a panic situation. Uh, the car had, was not in good shape, I would assume, after that. No, it was done. I had to call my grandmother to come pick me up. In any case, it was a, uh, a very good example of how a lack of maintenance can lead to disaster. It was yeah. out of a car and all kinds of problems. So using that analogy, that often happens in, in client plans as well. Um, one of the things, I'll, I'll give you an example of a, a client who I recently worked with that kind of highlights this. So this client happened to have been working with an advisor for a number of years, put into a plan uh, or put into place a plan prior to retirement. They got a portfolio structured, cash flow plan, had everything laid out, had some trust drafted, made some charitable decisions. 
things like this. And they thought they were in great shape. So 10 years go by, the markets have been good to them, assets have gone up. Let me guess, they haven't changed their oil? <laughs> well, exactly, that's what was going on, right? Uh, just staying on the course. And the, these folks were, um, they lived very small. They'd paid off their home. They didn't have a lavish lifestyle or anything like that. So the portfolio kept building up and building up relative to where it had been previously. And so over time, that led to a situation where they said, hey, we've got more money than we thought, and we want to give some away to charity. We want to make plans to give some away to our family. But uh, we've had all the success in the market, and now we're kind of locked up by taxes. And so we don't really know how to go about selling these positions or getting cash flow out of the portfolio now or things that we have some of these desires and and higher cash flow needs so this was an example of how a plan wasn't maintained and i'll say that because what these folks missed during a 10-year period was the opportunity to harvest gains at very low tax rates zero 15 percent as an example by doing that if you look at capital gains rates over history we've been in a pretty low period here recently and so if they had been able to take gains at a low relative rate, what it would have done is had the effect of stepping up cost basis. It would have had the effect of reducing the concentration that they had in their portfolio. It would have diversified the portfolio and kept them in a position today where they weren't really locked up by taxes. And so that's something that would have had to have gone on year after year after year for those 10 years. And had that gone on, you would have been able to get in front of some of those estate planning things and some of those income tax planning things in different points in time and could have paired them with charitable planning, et cetera. So when the plan gets away from center, it comes in and then all of a sudden there's a problem, right? The engine's on fire, so to speak, and we get called in as the specialist to solve it. In this example, we needed a new professional team. There's a lot of orchestration to ultimately get them in a good place, and it became a lot more complicated to solve that problem. And so what we want to do is really um, work with clients on the front end of that, get a good plan, maintain it year over year over year, so that we mitigate these wealth burdens and that they have the peace of mind that they can do what they want to do, they know where they're going to go, and their plan hasn't drifted to the point that they're wondering if it's going to catch on fire when they pull in the parking lot. Yeah, so that, that's interesting. I'm assuming from what you're saying then that they basically left money on the table. They left 100%. tax dollars that are irrevocably gone yep. because they weren't trying to think ahead and keep that plan live and, and up to date with all the changing and shifting sands that come about with whether it's tax law, whether that's tax rates exactly. um, and all that. So you really need someone there to coach you and be that, I'll call it the accountability party in your life. Because for me, I don't want to go get my teeth cleaned. I hate it but I know I got to do it. And if you don't have someone pushing you, reminding you, hey, here's what's going on, you end up falling behind and then life catches up with you and you've missed out on a big opportunity. That's exactly right. It's like um, working out or exercise. If you have a, a workout partner or a um, personal trainer or something like that, they're going to push you. They're going to show you new stuff. They're going to be constantly doing the research, looking at what's out there, giving you cutting edge things, helping you push you. This is really what it's about. And that leads to better results, I believe. Yeah, I like that. So you talk about someone that came in and had a plan and obviously they got their eye off the ball or didn't know better. What about the people that, that come in with, with no plan? Because, you know, one of the things I heard from uh, someone in the industry who was actually an estate planning attorney is that people will, will go and go to a professional, like an, an estate planning attorney, and put a trust in place. Mm -hmm. And the stat I heard, and I don't know if this was right or not, but the stat I heard was something like 
90% of all these trusts never get completed, never get funded, never get put in place, or the assets don't get retitled. All these little things that are the minutiae yeah. to making the actual plan work. Yep. So when you're seeing a client for the first time who hasn't gone through this process before, what, what would they expect or what are they going to see that, again, ultimately allows them to hopefully get a better outcome? Yeah, great, great question. And I've heard that that stat as well. And, and we could talk about that aspect of it specifically. But I think the program that we've built here at Centura around the wealth management is designed to protect against that. And so we, we pride ourselves on working with what we call centers of influence, which are estate planning attorneys and CPAs and M&A bankers and other folks who work with, with our various clients and things of that nature. So we have a lot of uh, a very intimate professional network that we can leverage. And so clients who come to us that don't have a financial plan or maybe they set up a trust and it never really got implemented or taken off or something of that nature. This is really where we can probably add the most value. This is where we can look at their situation. Generally, we have many options available to us and we can work with professionals and partners who know the strategies, know how to implement them, know the implications, they're familiar with them. And this experience can help solve the problem that you're talking about. So when we work with an estate planning attorney, as an example, we're going to provide them with all the pertinent details of the client's situation and the strategy. We're going to bring them in in that process. They're going to help evaluate, opine, et cetera. Once they implement a trust, we're going to take those trust documents and all related transaction documents to it. We're going to store those, retain those, and then we're going to furnish those to the CPA. We're going to make sure that whoever the professionals are that need that information have it. So we kind of see through this, this issue that you're talking about where the estate planning attorney drafts a trust, hands it back, never got signed, or maybe it got signed but never funded, or it was funded with a certain asset that never actually got in there and wasn't retitled. This stuff happens all the time. And clients who come to us, even if they all describe them as no plan, but maybe they have a trust, maybe they've done some of this stuff, we look at it and say, none of this has actually been implemented. And we've got to start over. Laws are different, situations are different, their life's different. So that's where we go to the drawing board. We go through this discovery process to really identify what's important to them, who the professionals are that we might need. If they have existing professionals that they like, we'll bring them in and, and partner with them. So it's really a, a process of discovery. And then once we have that discovery part down, we can go into designing a plan and solutions for them and how to implement that and ultimately maintain it. Yeah, you, you actually answered one of my questions, which was, hey, if I already have a, a CPA or a, a trust attorney that's been working with me, do you, you know, are you going to replace them? or what, what actually happens in that situation? Yeah, no, we love to work with your existing professionals. So we will partner with them, we'll collaborate, we'll invite them in, we'll share ideas, see what ideas they have. Sometimes there are professionals who say, look, I like this strategy, I bless it, but it's outside my area of expertise. Let's bring in another professional who can augment our team for this specific strategy. So that's something that we can do and, and many times is done. But we love working with the existing professionals. It, especially if there's a familiarity or a relationship there or trust or anything of that nature, because it can really help us go through that design process and get all of the details flushed out. And clients are usually very confident once they've gone through that process because they have their trusted advisors, they've looked at the full set of information, they have the full you know, set of possibilities, and then they can make informed decisions. Right. So if I don't have a plan and I'm coming in and you're saying, hey, we got to do all this discovery work and, and try and put a plan in place, 
Is this something that takes a week? It takes uh, a month? I mean, what am I going to sign myself up here for? Certainly. So we have a team who um, can get this information organized process very quickly. We can go through the discovery process really as fast as you're able to. So we have a certain what we call a document request, which is a discovery questionnaire, has a list of documents and information that we would need. As soon as we have that information, we can get it turned around within a week generally in terms of, hey, here's what we think, here's what we see, areas we think we can help, and then we'll start collaborating with the client from that side. So very quick process to get started, and then depending on what needs to be done, the the scope of work or time horizon may differ from there. But discovery can usually be done between one and three meetings, and that's also a function of how fast we can get the information. Okay, but you said discovery, and then, but that's different from a financial plan, right? Correct. So discovery is really learning about your situation, who your professionals are, what planning you've done, where your investments are, what your goals are, what your family looks like, do you have charitable inclinations, how does your income tax situation look like, where does your income come from, all of these kinds of things as part of discovery. And we don't feel that we can do a good job of saying, hey, here's how we can help or the areas we can address until we have that information. So discovery is really, let's throw the everything against the wall and see where it is and then evaluate how we might be able to help. Okay, so now that you've got all my stuff and you've looked at it, when, when do I get my plan? Right, so as soon as discovery's done, we will come back to you and say, here's a scope of work of how we think we can help you over this time frame, the next 12 months as an example, okay? We'll go through and say, based on these specific areas, here's the value we think we can create. Might be income tax savings or wealth transfer tax savings or better risk adjusted returns or something. So we'll come in with a specific scope of work and a time frame, and we'll present that. There, we work on an engagement basis. So if you decide to engage us for that planning period or that design period, then we'll go through a, a process that can be three to 12 months, depending upon complexity or more. But we'll go through a, a kind of a calendar year process and a scope of work, and we'll work with you uh, very specifically, and we'll actually create what we call a wealth management scorecard. And that scorecard is going to give you visibility on what we're working on, the progress of it, the results to the extent they've been realized or what's coming, what's to come in terms of results from these different areas of focus. Got it. So let me think about a few other potential scenarios where if I don't have a plan, let's say I'm assuming I don't, what are some maybe life events or situations where you're like, boy, if I heard that fact about your situation, I'd advise you to get over immediately and, and talk to one of our advisors or someone in our planning department. Are there, are there any examples that you can kind of help illustrate that? Yeah, there's a lot. So life events is always one, right? If you're going to be retiring or if there's a death or you've inherited something or some material life change and you don't have a plan in place for, for the moving parts and what's going on, that's always a good opportunity to, to start. The second one is really like a, a high income year. So many people might have a one-off event, a capital gains event, or sell a business, or a real estate asset, or something like that, where they have a really high income tax year. That's something where maybe you haven't had that before and you haven't done that type of planning. And so that's usually a good opportunity. Another one is really any kind of money in motion event. So. If you're deciding to liquidate a business, as an example, this is something where you where you want to work with a planner, probably because you haven't maybe you haven't sold a business before and haven't gone through this process. And there's lots of unique things. So there's going to be a money emotion event, or you're going to sell a piece of investment real estate. 
the client who's going to relocate to another property they're building back east and they have a property they've been renting out for a long time don't know what to do with it right we have strategies for that kind of thing to help address it so i think these are a few of the examples got it got it so and then once you've got that plan in place you talked about maintenance and and all that so what does that look like am i pretty much you know signing up for this for life and and then you know you're going to knock on my door once a year or what 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 does maintenance really mean because it could mean a lot of different things to different people certainly so i think it it, it falls into a a lot of different areas number one is just going to be around organization and administration of your estate portfolio and tax situation so from a maintenance standpoint, you're not going to need to worry about gathering the records or where to maintain them or how to get them to your CPA or how it all fits together. All of those things are going to be there. And from that standpoint, that's always going to be in place to some extent. We are going to meet with you generally on a quarterly basis or as frequently as you want. Some don't want to meet that frequently, but we would like quarterly. And every quarter, we're going to take inventory of your entire balance sheet and income situation and overall plan. So we're gonna look at how is the portfolio doing? How is your cash flow plan doing? What's happened with the plan we laid out relative to the results, these types of things. But we're also gonna look at the overall landscape. So tax legislation, as an example, is always something that's being thrown around. It's ever changing. There's always strategies that can be employed around that. So we watch Washington very closely. It's always, the cheese is always moving, as we like to say, but there's opportunities to address things and get in front of things all the time. And that's that's really one of the valuable pieces of the maintenance process, the opportunistic ability to act on information and market conditions in the overall environment quickly. So many of the clients that we worked with this year had plans in place early in the year, didn't have to work, worry about some of the legislative risk and professional burden that's coming late in the year here with that other people are. So I think getting ahead of things and being able to not be rushed in decision making, have full information ahead of time and somebody to partner with who really knows your estate and your plans as well as the financial markets and all of these kinds of things is really what you're going to get so it's objective counsel it's bouncing ideas around it's going through the what-if scenarios it's making sure that the risks are protected it's discussing the lay of the land it's really having a partner beside you all the time on your your finances and your estate well i kind of like the idea of not having to worry about washington that sounds pretty good to me Um, (laughs) let us do that for you huh? yeah well that's fantastic sean i think you've done a great job articulating what is this this wealth management plan and what that looks like i really thank you for coming on today and sharing uh, what you do on a daily basis with our audience and eric i'll throw it back to you sean i love the fact that you used a car as far as your analogy because i think that when we were growing up we had those those beaters, right? We had those cars that were fairly simple, even though we didn't know everything about them. It was pretty simple to maintain as long as you knew the questions to ask, which obviously you didn't. And I didn't, because I made a very similar mistake. We won't talk about that. But as people become more successful, normally the cars that they purchase are more complex, better, if you will. Today's cars compared to what we had 20, 30 years ago are crazy complicated. And I think that's a a beautiful parallel to the to folks you're talking about because as their financial situation gets better or improves as they become more successful it becomes more complicated just like their car uh 
I can't do anything on the car I own now, dude. I can't do a, a, a thing. I'm just like, I, I don't even know how to open. You get the hood open, but then there's this big thing that you have to move to get to anything else. I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to hire somebody because it's too complex. So I love the fact that you drew that analogy. I, I heard that throughout this entire podcast, and I'm sure the audience did too. And if they're hearing this going, yeah, my stuff's getting complex and I'm tired of trying to fiddle with things. I can't just bang it with a hammer and, and fix it like I used to. How do they get a hold of you guys so they can ask you the questions that they need to ask because they don't know the answers to? Sure. So our website is centurawealth.com. We have a wealth of information there and some contact information. Um, you can also email me directly at sclark at centurawealth.com. Thank you so much. Jonathan, anything, any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Uh, not today. I think you uh, articulated it quite well. And I'm going to go take my car in for service right now because it just got me thinking that I'm behind on that. That's right. We don't want that engine light coming on because we never know what it means. All right, guys, thank you again for your time today. And of course, thank you to the listening audience for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your family and friends. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Centura Wealth Advisory, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Centura Wealth Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Centura Wealth Advisory, Centura, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in San Diego, California. Centura and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration and notice filing requirements imposed on SEC-registered investment advisors, in which Centura maintains clients. Centura may only transact business in those states in which it is notice filed or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from notice filing requirements. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Tax relief varies based on client circumstances and all clients do not achieve the same results.